0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the podcast TBTL. I'm your host, Meredith, 75% of the way, Mahan, coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Joining me today to bring you a recap of the week of TBTL that was, from down a long stretch of I-35, it's Mike, the jail dude, Frizzell, in Kyle, Texas. Hey, Mike. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And, of course, moving Up and over a very long stretch of I-30 East to I-40 to I-81 North to I-78E to (laughs) I-94 North to 114 North in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby.
1: Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And nice job missing the tolls. It (laughs) would have been real easy to just hop on 90 at any point in that stretch. No, I'm not paying for that. You can't get there from here. (laughs) That's more of a northern uh, New England thing, Mike. Oh, sorry. We sound a little more like New
0: Yorkers down here. <laughs> All right. Today, we've got some LRB business to discuss. We'll cover our week in review, take care of some housekeeping, let you know how to get involved with the show. Um, since TB TBTL was in reruns the week before last, this is our first recap show since Christmas. So I think that's our first piece of business is how is Christmas, everybody? Bobby, why don't you start?
1: Yeah, well, I survived a trip to see my family who I found out at least one of my aunts might occasionally be dipping in on this show. So, Uh hi. Sorry. (laughs) So sorry. Um, No, uh, we had a fine trip to Rochester. It was only a couple of days long, and that's just the right length. Um, We uh, uh, did a Yankee swap with my family for the first time, and that had some success. We got a DVD player out of it, which actually um, we, we actually needed, so that... That worked out well. So what's a Yankee swap? Uh, is that
0: a is that like a Secret Santa or like a white elephant?
1: It's a white elephant, right? Okay. Excuse me. Regional dialect differences. is yes. white elephant uh, for those of you who aren't in New England. Uh, so yes, everybody brings a gift. You pick or you swap. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, somehow Sam ended up with a DVD player for the house, which was good. And I ended up with an HD dash cam, uh, <laughs> which was less necessary.
0: <laughs> to record all those crazy crashes for your insurance company. Right. Well, I'm going to take it to Russia, yeah. so
1: I'm going to be a hit on YouTube in no time.
0: Good. Well, Bobby, you're
2: always taking pictures of people's license plates. <laughs> Just put that thing to work. Yeah, right. Really. Well, that's
1: my hope. I'm, I'm hoping the resolution's good enough. In that, I mean, it is HD, after all, um, that I can figure out a way to freeze frame it. I haven't taken it out of the box yet, so I'm not sure how it works. Um, oh, we also got one gift that I've already returned for some cash, so... Merry Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike, how was yours?
1: Mike. uh it was a very
2: subdued Christmas. Uh we didn't travel to see any relatives um because of my condition. It's just a sort of a hassle. So we stayed home this Christmas and Cullen was with his dad this year, so it was just Emily and me. So um the it started off pretty poorly, uh because I woke up Um, Sick. I was feeling pretty poorly and I tried to keep myself from throwing up, but that didn't work. So by like eight 30 on Christmas morning, um, I vomited my guts out. And luckily I had, uh, I have plenty of these vomit sleeves that they give you in the hospital. Oh yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're great. (laughs) I can't recommend vomit (laughs) sleeves enough. If you're ever in a doctor's office, ask for a couple and take them home. Uh, So, that's how christmas started and then we did exchange gifts um i got from emily i got a a, a cool uh robot t-shirt um which i haven't modeled yet but uh soon will and i got uh, a a really cool huge shower head because the the water pressure here in Kyle is not great so she um i hope nobody nobody in code is Kyle Code is uh listening here but she removed the restrictor put this shower head on which looks comically large it is comically <laughs> large it looks like something they that you know they they shower elephants with at the zoo and <clears throat> i i had a nice relaxing post vomit shower uh once <laughs> she had installed it and uh so that was pretty great and and then um we were going to have a uh uh christmas day meal we bought these meals from freshly and they ended up being delicious we ate them a few days later but uh i wasn't up for eating that day so we sat and watched a movie we watched sully which i have a huge bone to pick with but i don't know whether i'll do it on this on this podcast or or just i'll just let it fester in my
1: mind i know a place where you can nerd out about something if you need to (laughs)
2: yeah i could i am a big uh complainer about movies so I think I might go on that show sometime just to complain about some of my <laughs> biggest pet peeves in movies in general and some movies in particular. And there was a, mo- there was a moment in this Sully movie that pissed me off. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, it was quiet, subdued. Uh, we're going to have a little more um, fun here on New Year's because uh, Cullen's coming back today and uh, Emily has pre-cooked our New Year's uh, meal of, uh, uh, I think, uh, corned beef and cabbage and black eyed peas, which is the traditional Southern, mm-hmm. uh, meal for good luck, which we need some. Yeah. No kidding.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, well let's Meredith? see. Mine, we, we had planned to do an anti-Christmas and it completely morphed into a real Christmas somehow. Um, and I think it's because of Duff's inability to admit to himself that he really loves Christmas. Um, he, he'll he be very bah humbug about the whole thing. But then he also hung the wreath up all by himself and he took the tree out and put it up by himself without me prompting. And he was excited about stockings and he ended up getting me a bunch of gifts. And <laughs> so it turned into Christmas. <laughs> um, we didn't go anywhere. I didn't want to travel. Um... So uh, our friend Valerie came from Detroit and stayed with us for a few days, and uh, we did Gifts in the Morning and went and saw a movie. Uh, This wasn't up to me. We saw Assassin's Creed, and it was awful. Uh, Is Duff a player of that game? No, it was... So we we always do a movie in Chinese with our friend Jared, who's Jewish, and he chose the movie Mm -hmm. this year, so that was squarely on his shoulders. Yeah. And so then he, there was some crossed wires. So we ended up not doing Chinese, but we went to this place called Canary um, near my house for dinner. It was a preset menu. It was really, really good. Um, So it was a pretty low stress day. Uh, It could have been like a huge thing. You know how Duff loves to have parties. It could have been like an enormous dinner party or something. So I'm glad it wasn't that. I'm glad we went out for dinner. Um, I got some of the Apple ear, the new earbuds, the wireless ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the AirPods,
0: the AirPods, yes. And so far, I like them. Uh, Mike, you were asking if you can lay down with them. Uh, sometimes yeah. they, I've had them shut off if I turn my head a little bit too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can start them back up, but uh, they will—they'll flicker on and off now and then. And you—you ha- you can't be too too far away from your phone. So there are some minuses, but I really hated that they mine would get torn out of my ears every 5 minutes from walking past a drawer <laughs> right. handle so that problem yeah. is totally gone i can also change my clothes with them in which i like <laughs> um, so you know I'm, I'm i'm willing to deal with a little choppiness now and then but so far so good well i when i get the uh that
2: next generation phone i'm definitely interested in that because i i cannot stand to be alone with my thoughts for yeah Even a few seconds. So, yeah, being able to just do anything and not have to take those things out, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah,
0: and if I have my phone in my pocket, which I almost always do, it's not an issue at all. So, so far, so good. Mm. I'm enjoying them. All right, what's next? Um, Wait, I'd like to interrupt. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, I'd like to interrupt because I didn't mention one other Christmas present that I got. And, Meredith, you play a bit of a role in this, um, which is that I thought a couple of weeks ago that I had stumbled over what Sam had gotten me for Christmas. Oh, that coat when that was, was too
0: small? Right, when I was rifling <laughs>
1: yes. through a closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a nice new coat but didn't see the size tag uh, and found out that it was a ladies coat that was several sizes too small. Um, but what I got instead was an instant pot, uh, which is this electric uh, pressure cooker slash slow cooker slash rice cooker slash... Yogurt, uh, maker. yogurt maker maker. <laughs> I thought it would be like a weed
2: of the month club. The <laughs> yeah. Membership.
1: Not quite yet in Rhode Island. Right. Um, but, uh, I, Meredith, you, um, well, I, my started obsessing about this because you have one and love it. Yes. I And do. we don't need to go too far into an instant pot rabbit hole, but I just wanted to mention that since I got it and posted on Facebook, uh, Another Instant Pot fan has put me in the Instant Pot Facebook group. Oh, I meant to I warn the,
0: you about that.
1: Which I think is the pantsuit nation of people who use pressure cookers. Yes.
0: <laughs> I joined it and left. I couldn't stand it.
1: <laughs> people are obsessed over this thing. Yes, they are. It's kind of amazing. Yep, it's um, a cult. I'm just going to mute it. I, I suppose if I'm looking for a new recipe, it's a good place to, to scour or just skim through. But people are it's it's like a it's a little occultal
0: it very people much are is. really
1: obsessed, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, it is a great machine, I love it. I use it several times a week. I didn't think I would, but my sister turned me on to it and and I really do love it, so um did you get any other useful suggestions for recipes on your on your Facebook post, or was it all slow um, cooker?
1: Well, a lot of it was slow cooker, and a lot of it was people making jokes about marijuana, Thank yeah you
2: yeah, so people don't they don't understand what it is. it's a fast cooker.
0: Yeah. It's right. the opposite a of a cook- slow cooker. Right. <laughs> you get it because you don't want to spend the time on a slow cooker. Right. Uh but I'm
1: getting there. I haven't played with it yet because we've been really busy and tonight after this we're going to do New Year's dinner with my in laws. So this week I'll find a little time and I'll do the water test and yeah. then I'm gonna I've got a dozen eggs ready to try hard cooking in it. Oh I'm so and excited. And then we'll go from there. So I'll keep you updated, mainly for Meredith's sake, on yes. how the eggs go. Please do.
2: And hey, hey, dummies! Insta is in the name, so hey, <laughs> slow down with the slow cooker recipes.
1: Uh, actually, it's instant pot. Oh, really? But a lot. The, whole, a, the
2: instant, the entire word is there. A lot
1: of people say insta, and in fact, that was a whole conversation in the instant pot community. Yes. Oh God, that I stumbled into. I, I really stepped on some toes there. Whether or not that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to just also say, as long as we're talking about gifts, that Christie's Secret Santa present from me has technically arrived. Uh, It arrived on the 27th, finally. But uh, because I shipped it to Jeremy's office, I have no idea who is in possession of it or if it's been Mm. stolen. Um, His office is on Lake City. (laughs) So uh, hopefully those nice chaps at the 24-hour pool hall next door are holding it uh, until they get back. (laughs)
0: All right. And and what I really, really want to know, Mike, is uh, tell us how Edith is doing, your new cat. Edith, I would
2: describe her entire demeanor as unfazed. She, um, no matter how much Abby tries to chase her around and sometimes even nips at her, like um, Abby nipped at her a couple times because uh, Abby and Ginger both like to sit and watch Emily eat because they like to lick her plate <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Um, and the cat was, uh, Abby decided that the cat wasn't going to be a part of this process. They weren't looking for another beggar to join. And so when the cat came to watch Emily eat, uh, there was conflict, but that's really been the only, um, time when, when Abby is really lashed out, she does chase the cat a bit, but it's in a playful way. And the, the cat sort of joins in, um, Ginger has behaved herself since the one incident and the, this is a cat that just craves any kind of contact with another physical being. She doesn't want to be alone uh, at all. So if everyone's gone to bed and I'm still up, she's with me or in my lap. And once I go to bed, she comes and gets in bed with everyone else. I mean, she's just a great cat, great demeanor. And Emily made a really good choice. Um, she and she's cute as well. So she's really cute. We have no complaints.
0: What What about the bunny? Because I saw a video of her, <laughs> kind of furtively tapping, the bunny. That's the most
2: interesting relationship still so far. Is the the cat is very curious about the bunny. Wants to pat the bunny. Um, has made her way into the bunny's cage a couple times Uh-oh. and been patting the bunny. And the bunny doesn't care for it, but he's sort of getting used to it. Uh. Everyone seems to think that she wants to see if he's as soft as she is. <laughs> so,
0: and but, they are—they're equally soft. He's bigger than her, isn't he? He
2: probably is. She's uh, like five or six pounds. Uh, Emily took her to the vet, and she's and and she—I think she's already she had she's had a litter already. She, they said she's about thirteen months old, but she certainly seems like she's already had a litter because um, all her. Uh, Nipples are like they they look like the the nipples of of a mother and her body type um she's actually wide in the hips for <laughs> a, such a tiny little thing, like ninety percent of her body weight is in her belly, but um uh, yeah the bunny could probably kick her ass yeah uh, <laughs> and 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 he yeah he he has he is like he defends his territory but um She's pretty obsessed with him.
1: I was wondering what the natural order of operations for this is. What the food chain is if it goes? Because I've never thought about a rabbit in that chain, so I don't know if it's dog, cat, rabbit, or dog, rabbit, cat. Um, I would say the bunny
2: thinks thinks he is number one. <laughs> he, Over he's the dog, very dogs. aggressive when anyone. <laughs> yeah, whenever, whenever, well, Ginger doesn't fuck with him, but, yeah. um, but whenever Abby gets near his cage or starts pushing his because he has kind of a uh, movable cage. When she, she starts pushing things around, he pushes them back <laughs> and kind of hisses at her. And uh, you've seen in the videos, he hisses at the cat. Yes. and Kind of lashes at her like, get the F out of my space, dude. So she, uh, he he thinks he's in charge. Abby thinks she's in charge. Ginger has no idea. Um <laughs> The cat, I don't think, cares. She just doesn't care.
1: Well, that's the Frizzell animal kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. She's like me. She doesn't care.
0: You're encroaching <laughs> on my territory here, Mike. Moving into yeah. <laughs> menagerie close, status. Right? <laughs> we
2: need one more yeah. animal? Is that...
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I should just get start started with our weekend review before you two uh, start to brawl. <laughs> before
0: someone hey, calls the city species. on me that,
2: we have we have, you the, have more uh, biodiversity than i do yeah yes we do
1: well i mean you meredith you might be over the limit on animals um but mike's the one with the shower head that's completely illegal for his drought-ridden state yeah. <laughs> right i have the commando 80 500 or whatever so you're both going to jail but before we do that let's uh start with monday 2280 saturday night hot dogs uh Luke is back after a couple of weeks off. Um, but Andrew is not because he's in Atlanta, uh, with Genevieve. So Luke is making, uh, family aid, uh, because life has given him family. Uh, but before he does that, he tells us that he's going to be going to the peach bowl, uh, courtesy of Alaska airlines and Alaska airlines gets a a fair number of commercials all week. Thanks to their generosity. Um, Do you think – and, Mike, I thought you might have some insight on this. I remember when the Bulls, the Buffalo Bulls, went to the International Bowl, it was such a big deal for them to go to any bowl game that they – the university was inviting anyone they could think of and giving them transportation and a hotel room Mm -hmm. just so that the team would travel better. And I was one of the people who got one of those lucky invitations. Um, So is Alaska just so excited that their local – I assume that there's a sponsorship relationship there. Yes. Uh, they're just so excited, and they just want to carry well, so they're just going to fill a plane with whoever they can get to come. You know, I
2: I don't know because, I mean, it's such an expensive trip to to take from Seattle, and uh, Alabama plays in the, the Peach Bowl. <clears throat> sorry, they play in that stadium every year in the SEC championship, and they, they travel there easily. I mean, folks just drive up there. Um, Yeah, I knew it would be like a home game for Alabama and I was hoping, you know, maybe that the crowd would get seated with, you know, um, with some loud folks. And I'm, I'm sure the Burbanks looked like they were ready to get loud and rowdy, but, uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know the dynamics of it. I, I need to ask Luke, um, of course, I think that are, even it looked
1: like they might've been in a suite, so you can be, yeah. you can be as loud as you want, but you still look like a Rockefeller
2: yeah, <laughs> right. So. right. I don't think there would have been anything holding David back. He was yeah. he was bedecked. I, I'm <laughs> sure he had like novelty socks on. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Luke tells us a little bit about the cruise. Not a ton, uh, but he says that it was quote a lot of pizza, a lot of alcohol consumption, a lot of bingo, a lot of high fives, and a lot of smiles. <laughs> uh, he does note that the bingo caller was a lame, despite having the name T J Max Money. Wow, uh, so that's a Maxine Easter Dream being the bingo caller on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that that could have been uh, that could have been David's David Burbank's.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's got the bingo personality. He'd be a handle. much better bingo caller. Yeah, he would. oh, he'd be. I play bingo if he was calling my bingo game. Sure, Us. I just like
2: those big pens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the Burbank family is over for Christmas. They've ordered Chinese food, which uh, gets a ringing endorsement. The kids are apparently shooting dice for money, uh, which (laughs) reminded me of Carrie's childhood.
0: Oh, yeah. They're big gamblers, Uh, aren't they?
1: Yeah, right? Like big gamblers, Mm -hmm. apparently. Uh, And I just sort of gave up for a few minutes and just said that Luke was sort of doing a solo guest, solo host ramble rant. Uh, It got a little cloudy there for a few minutes before he went to the tape. But what he does, it's delightful. The top story for Monday is Susie Burbank, uh, and it's just a whole spectrum of Susie Burbank. Starting with stories of how she sneaks into the Y by pretending she left her earbuds in the car, so it looks like she's just going back out for them. <laughs> That's some
2: acting. I like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not even like she's sneaking into um, like a for-profit gym. It's the why. Yeah. Uh, But hey, uh, whatever gets you in. And similarly, she talks about movies. This is a family philosophy that it's not stealing because if the seat was going to be empty anyway, and they were already going to be showing the movie, all you're doing is using a resource that would otherwise be wasted.
0: All this justification just made it so clear how Luke lives his life. Yep. (laughs) You know, it was just his grandfather had this opinion and now his mother does. And that's clearly where it came from.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. These it's, victimless it's,
0: crimes,
2: right? And it's it's uh, it's like they they walk they walk the crime back to the point where they're not responsible. Yes, yes. You know, they just to whatever point it takes to where you know that's no big deal.
1: Why well, he's just stealing a loaf of movie to feed his family? It's fine. <laughs> uh, the reason Luke wanted to talk to Susie about everything uh, about this is that he had been recently talking about his grandfather, Jack Kelly on live wire. And he wanted to see how good of a job he did explaining Jack Kelly. And so he actually plays the live wire tape for Susie. Uh, and she says he's mostly right notes that he sold pocketbooks, not just hats. And then says something about how pocketbooks are actually the big purse in the East coast. And I don't know. None of that made sense to me because I don't have pocketbooks or purses. Uh, but overall, he caught the essence of Jack Kelly correctly and uh, notes that there's sort of this generational rebel in the family. It was Jack and then it was Susie and then it, it's Luke, mm-hmm. which I can see. Yeah. The other note uh, that was great from Susie is that she ranks all of her kids based on how photogenic they are.
0: <laughs> this was brutal. <laughs>
1: And she notes that all of the ones that are not as photogenic are actually just more attractive in person. Yeah. But then on the flip side, people who are more photogenic are probably a little uglier in person.
2: Like, it's like she was trying to say, "the they're all they're all seven point five, no matter whether they photograph well yeah. or not." I mean, yeah. she was. It's like I love them all equally, but these ones look better in photos. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a odd thing to even have thought of.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then to verbalize it is even more odd. Uh,
1: The show title for Monday comes from uh, a story, well, more of a review from Susie about her later childhood with her stepmom and how every night's dinner was a different frozen dinner uh, set to a schedule. And so I think I've got this right. Uh, uh, I don't know if I took the days down, but Monday, I think, was chicken croquettes. Tuesday was the pork roll. (laughs) Wednesday was exciting because it was spaghetti, not technically frozen first. Thursday was veal Parmesan, but not good. (laughs) Um, Friday was cheap fish sticks. Uh, And Saturday was Dad, uh, Jack, making hot dogs and bacon called Pigs in Blanket, uh, which I took issue with because you would not make the blanket out of more pig.
2: Yeah. Right. And a bank uh, – Blanket made out of bacon wouldn't be comfortable. Right.
1: It's, it's a it's the Buffalo Bill of hot dogs. It's just, you know, I'm sure it's good. Oh,
2: that, That's brutal. <laughs> uh,
1: but that was Saturday night. It was hot dog night, and it was terrible, but Susie would never hurt his feelings, so they ate those hot dogs. It sounds like for years.
0: And it sounds like they gave her the runs for years. Yeah. Oh. Which would directly contradict her claim about never farting until she was 18, just by conjecture. <laughs>
1: Uh I, I hadn't thought about that. I'm glad I hadn't, but thanks, Mike <laughs> Uh then we go on to a no point conversion featuring uh David Burbank. Uh, interesting having a Burbank who knows what he's talking about.
2: I know. It was awesome. Uh
1: the highlights actually don't change too much. The offensive line of the Seahawks is awful. Um uh, no no mildly inappropriate or racist um comparisons for it this year uh, this week. They're not drugstore. Indians or cigar shop Indians rather C-
2: cigar store Indians
1: right yeah no drugstore Indians just a regular <laughs> Indian um, Lockett got hurt for nothing Mike do you have thoughts on that <sighs> this is gone back a little bit now uh
2: yeah I I don't want to get into the really get into the sports talk here I I I can't take it I'm still upset from yesterday's huskies game and I just yeah, I can't do it, Bobby. I can't do it.
1: All right, that's all right. Uh, let's
2: just... Well, let's. Things are just miserable right now for Seattle sports fans. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, miserable. Coasting into the playoffs <laughs> versus most of the country that's miserable with their team that they're trying to decide whether or not to fire their head coach. You got your wish. You I... got your coach fired. It right. only took me two years. Uh, Luke says that uh, the Seahawks won't be able to win in Dallas, so they need to do whatever they can to not end up having to play in Dallas. <sighs>
2: You, this is what always irritates me about Luke's philosophies on these things. If you if you're going to get to where you need to get, if you're going to be the champion of the league, you have to be able to beat everybody. Don't try to don't try to rig the schedule so you won't have to face it. You will have to face them yeah. because they're the team that you're going to have to beat. So let's not you know. I don't know. It it makes me angry, like, like the way he wanted to go to the Rose Bowl so he could dodge Alabama. <laughs> you know, like, no, you go to the championship so you can try to win. Even if you end up losing, you went, you tried. You know, you didn't yeah. play some meaningless uh, game against fricking Penn State. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I,
1: I'm still mad. Sorry to all of our uh, uh, Pennsylvania listeners. Yeah. Uh, uh, David sees hope for the future of the Browns. That's comforting. I don't know that they have anywhere but up to go, so that's fine. Sure. Um, nice reminder that Colin Kaepernick is driving a Yaris. I always take note of Yaris references. He's a, a Yaris driver. Uh, How the hell can he
2: fit in a Yaris? You don't even fit in a Yaris.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think we mean metaphorically he drives a oh. Yaris. Okay, the 49ers sorry. are Yaris. He's got nothing to lose by – That's
2: true. Yes. That's true.
1: Uh, and Luke uh, spends several minutes – uh, claiming his long-time Husky cred, which nobody questions, but he wants to make sure you know that he's been a long-time Husky fan.
2: Yeah, I, I'll vouch for that. I've, I've been in his house when he uh, kind of lost his mind when we lost a football game at the last moment. I mean lost his mind yeah. to the point where uh, he and uh, Vanessa had to apologize for his behavior <laughs>
1: Uh, well, you heard it here first. When the Bills win a Super Bowl, I'm going to be the guy talking about being a fan through all of the shitty years. Yeah. So that's everything from the Super Bowl run to now.
2: Hey, uh, you've earned it. I I know you've been – I know you're a big fan. You got the old school hat. You know, you bought it during a really terrible season in which your coach got fired. So that gives you cred.
1: Yeah. Well, and we all know that Meredith has been really impressed with, with Stafford's comeback wins all year.
0: Hmm? Yep, she's a huge. Fan. I'm I'm looking at Facebook right now.
1: <laughs> of course, uh, Mike, why don't you wake Meredith up with Tuesday?
2: <clears throat> OK, Tuesday, 2281 City of Subdued podcasting with Misha Collins. Uh, Luke is. Um, he has uh, Misha over to uh, Burbank Studios, and this gave me a chance to figure out who Misha Collins was. And what Supernatural is. And really the biggest education that I got about this was in the, the group chat that we have going on. Uh, our friend Barb, who just appeared on LRB recently, is a huge fan of, of Supernatural and was giving us all kinds of details. And she says that Misha Collins is the third hottest guy on the show. Wow. Uh, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty amazing because um, Luke seems to think that he's the hottest guy he's ever been friends with. Um, well, he's,
1: prob- he's definitely top five Bellingham hottest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And oh. that's saying something because I think Ryan Stiles also makes that list.
2: Yeah, oh well, Ryan Stiles is handsome in his way, but <laughs> he's no Misha Collins. Misha Collins is probably definitely the handsome, handsomest person that ever requested a tour of the smelter. I say that. <laughs> so uh, before we get, before they get to the top story, um, Luke uh, has to explain some inside jokes. And I don't even know that he could explain the, um, the fundraising music, but he does, um, you know, w- when he has a guest on that is not a part of the fabric of the show or has never listened to the show, he... Often has to do a lot of explaining and, you know, but Misha Collins was not awkward like Serengeti or whatever. So he was really game and played along. And and I thought that uh, I thought that he was one of the um, best guests they've ever had that has had nothing to do with the show up until that minute. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think about?
0: I thought he was great. Um, He seemed clearly used to interviews um good at casual mm-hmm. banter you know he was just he was a really entertaining and sweet guy he came off really well i thought
1: yeah he he rolled with it really well and he i think understood he was in an environment that had its own rules and backstories so if he didn't know what was going on he just yes and really well
0: well and he's probably mm-hmm. part of a world like that too i don't know anything about supernatural but it sounds like there's a serious fandom so he's probably used to that in his own world
2: yeah, um, I, I enjoyed he – he told some stories. He told a story about the, um, the first movie, first scary movie he remember going to, and that was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And he got the year right. I think it was 1979 when that movie came out. And I, I remember seeing it, and it was freaking terrifying, that movie. Because um, the, the premise of it is that when you fall asleep – they're going to get you and 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 then you turn into one of these creatures or whatever so you know when you're a kid and uh you're getting sleepy and you've just seen that movie you're just okay great i'm dead now (laughs) they're gonna get me and what it reminded me of was i think it was 1977 the movie jaws came out and i was 12 and worst Worst time for that movie to come out because that was the year my family finally took a big vacation. And, of course, we went to Hawaii. And, uh, you know, would would have loved to really enjoy. I mean, I got out in the ocean and all that. But, you know, just 100% convinced that the shark was going to get me. Even that movie was so scary to a kid that I didn't even want to get in a pool, a lake, you know. I was, sure, I was sure there were sharks sharks everywhere. And everything. Yeah, any water deeper than a couple inches, uh there's going to shark's going to get you. Bathtub shark, <laughs> you know. Um but his the best story that, that Misha told was the story of his um Star Wars audition uh for the part that uh I guess Hayden Christensen got yeah, in the, Anakin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first reboot of the series, right? Uh, the first, I think
1: the second. It was the second. Because he's a young, young, young kid in the first one. God, I'm so bad at the uh, shitty series of Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was auditioning for the part of Anakin.
2: Well, you, you got me beat Bobby. I mean, we talked about this when we hijacked Nerd Out Loud, but... Um, oh, I again. I was a kid. I watched Star Wars. I thought it was a cool movie, um, and I think I watched Empire Strikes Back, and then uh, Return of the Jedi came out. And I was a little bit older at that point. I was like, I'm probably getting on towards like college age or whatever. And I, I remember, you know, seeing these little teddy bears on these, you know, jet skis in the woods or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is lame. <laughs> I am out on this right now. Um, but that's the, the story he told. That was that was one of the best anecdotes anybody's told on TBTL in a long time about him going to do his audition with George Lucas. Big surprise. Awkward guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, the way that he tells that story and the way that it unfolds, he's clearly got it figured out. Yeah, uh, and and I wonder if that is his shitting his pants at the King Dome, like right, that's his right. go-to <laughs> anecdote because that's pretty great. Well, right. yeah,
0: who gets to meet George Lucas and play with the lightsaber? Right.
2: I think uh, my my favorite line of Dana Gould's is he says that George Lucas is permanently on the on the monthly cover of Chinless Billionaires. <laughs> So the, the it pays off that story big payoff as the the pizza kid is connected to uh what is the actress's name? Natalie Portman. The, Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Portman. Fantastic. <laughs> so great. Uh Misha had a bad business in education software that he didn't know about education or software, which was pretty great. <laughs> then uh good for him, he broke on uh the show twenty four which I didn't watch either, so um, I'm. I had to look up Misha Collins to see what he, how you know, how handsome he is or whatever. Um, but he, after that, he, you know, he he was famous, and then he didn't feel any better about himself or whatever, so he like got real sad and had to like start meditating or whatever. And and that was a pretty interesting discussion with Luke too, because I think this is something Luke thinks about all the time.
1: Yeah, uh, this is the gin and tonic, code hook, overlooking the skyline moment. right? And uh, interesting that that he sort of willingly dove into this conversation, too, and Luke followed him beat for beat when it came to, like, what type of meditation he was doing. And uh, it's interesting that they really probably are friends. You know, Mm -hmm. Luke's been claiming that they're becoming friends in Bellingham, but... Um, the way they talk, they actually do have kind of a rapport that 's interesting um let 's see what else do
2: we have for <clears throat> tuesday there There is a long um this whenever Luke has somebody famous on for the first time he they tend to have a long conversation about what 's it like being so super famous you know Luke puts his chin on his fists and looks dreamily into their <laughs> eyes and <laughs> He really wants to know what it's like to be super famous. But the thing is, with CBS this morning, Luke's getting to be, you know, he's getting there, right? He's He doesn't need to do this conversation anymore. He gets well, recognized
0: sometimes, doesn't he? Once he's verified on Twitter. I was stop. about to
1: say, I'm, let me check
0: right now. Just see if that check mark's there yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we have yeah. heard about it by now.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, one thing I wanted to tell you guys. Um you know, uh, Carrie went on Facebook the day that uh, Misha was going to be on the show and was asking people for questions. And I think it was all females, just bam, 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 coming out, you know, because obviously he's a fan favorite with the females. And then I, I, you know, I was doing a little research into him and I went to his uh, Twitter account and he has like 2.58 million followers. And so I sent Carrie a message because I, I I wanted to be a part of the part of the thing. I said my question might be a little too late, but uh, and I put a um, a picture of his Twitter profile and I said, "Is it true that Luke is the only straight male among these 2.58 million followers?" <laughs> and to which she replied, "I've seen them together, hence I wouldn't hence I would say mostly straight male." <laughs> so. <laughs> There is a love affair going on here. Uh, Doesn't sound like she's super jealous yet, but uh, could get there. Um, The smelting talk, I thought was really interesting. He was like a nerd on the smelting and the aluminum, um, all the aluminum information.
1: Yeah, he apparently also called a geologist in Bellingham when he first moved out there because he had questions about the natural... Uh, geology of the area mm-hmm. I like that he gets to the point he, he knows what he wants to know,
2: yeah, and um the thing i obviously uh supernatural they they shoot it in Vancouver, and so I guess he didn't want to just commute or live in Canada or whatever commute from l a or live in Canada, so he moved to bellingham um it seems to fit. Sort of with his sensibility and his personality, Um, like he's not comfortable – he doesn't seem super comfortable being a, like, famous person walking down the street. And I think in Bellingham, you can just be a person Mm -hmm. and not – like when you're in L.A., like when uh, Cullen and Emily go to L.A., they're always on the lookout, you know, for – is that person famous? Is that person famous? Well, in Bellingham, you wouldn't even – you wouldn't even think. you just say, oh, there goes a the handsome guy. I, I, I recognize him. But you'd think you recognized him because you saw him at Lowe's the other day. You, know? you wouldn't think you recognized him because you saw him on TV. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think Bellingham might be a great fit for this guy. Luke uh, takes the, an email about what is Misha's favorite project as a chance to t- tell his uh, Molson commercial shoot with the mummy (laughs) story i don't even remember if misha ever even got to answer the question did he
1: i he mentioned very quickly that there was a project where he did a day and then had like a five-week break and then did another day but because of Either uh, paperwork error or SAG rules. He got paid for the whole five weeks he was off. And so he said that was his favorite job. That's a very honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that that was what Luke was saying. His his SAG experience, his professional acting experience was all the nickels and dimes he accrued on the Molson shoot. Right. And that's how he shoehorned that in there.
2: They'd go over by an hour, and you get paid a tremendous amount of money. Yeah,
1: could you pretend to like this beer for another hour? That'd be great.
2: <laughs> yeah, where am I going to go? You got me in the middle of Alberta, you know? I got another hour. Um, Naomi uh, claimed that Misha broke Twitter when he appeared on CBS this morning, which wouldn't surprise me. His his minions seem pretty passionate um, we find out that Addie loves Minions and apparently everyone loves Minions because that's all you see on the Las Vegas Strip or even on Hollywood Boulevard anymore is Minions. Is this uh, is this a thing?
1: Kids are obsessed with Minions. I know nothing about them. I'm always a couple of years behind. Sam actually made me watch Frozen a couple of weeks ago because she's tormented with kids singing Frozen songs at her all the time at work. Mm-hmm. And it happened to come on TV and she... Maybe sit and watch it, and it's a perfectly adequate, somewhat ridiculous kid's movie, but I haven't gotten as far as sitting and watching a minions' movie, and I know there are multiple now, uh, but that's about as far as I can go.
0: I feel like the minions thing has moved from kids to adults for some reason well it's adults don't see any reason anymore
2: to move on from childish things. We hang on now to our our stuff true now, like you know nobody. It, like you like some cartoon movie when you're when you're 11 or 12 now and you, then when you're 30 you're in costume at some some convention center you know you just hang on to it these days which is fine it's good for good for the economy i guess good for people to meet each other too like-minded uh uh permanent adolescents there's a t-shirt
1: um, that you just reminded me of I I bought a stupid South Park t-shirt for Sam for Christmas, and I got a stupid Die Hard Christmas t-shirt. And because of that, my Facebook feed gets filled with t-shirt ads now from Busted Tees because the cookies are following me. And there's Mm -hmm. this one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirt where they've taken the logo, but the text has been changed to, I am actually in my 30s. (laughs) (laughs) I see it. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
2: Well, to, um, to sum up the day, I, I would say I was ready to be uh, – I was ready to be a dick about Misha Collins, but he certainly charmed me. You know, I I will never watch a, a Vampire Hunter show or anything like that, but um, if he's on again, I'm all in. Yeah, he was
0: great. All right. So Andrew, watch your back. Yeah. He's a good co-host. All right. Wednesday, 2282, is there still good meat on that flat uh, – uh, Andrew's back, and they are welcoming the many possible new listeners from Misha Collins' interview who don't know what a TBTL is. Uh, they're all noting that the interview starts at four minutes thirty seconds in, so they cannot <laughs> have to listen to the intro. <laughs>
1: oh. which is a they're little bit. moment.
0: Well, if they're not into TBTL, they don't. I mean. I don't blame them. They're not going to want to listen to that. It Who's does this hurt your Luke feelings a
2: little bit, though, Meredith. If if you heard that someone always scrubbed through whenever you were talking, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't know? feel good to I the host. Absolutely not. <laughs> but then Andrew points out that that's probably that's how everyone talks about WTF. You know, skip the yeah. intro, get right to the interview, and you'll love it. Yeah, um, I used to listen to WTF a lot, and the the intros started to make me anxious. I'm not really an anxious person, but he is so anxious that it started to rub off on me. (laughs) (laughs) I "I have to stop listening to this. Um, He wonders if they need to start explaining all their TBTL inside jokes, starting with Case Closed. That would take weeks, clearly. So I'm glad they Plus, that's our job. Yeah, true. They should come listen to us. Um, Luke gives an Alanis-level thank you to Andrew for saving his ass and allowing him to get on the cruise. And we hear the passport story again from Luke's perspective. Um, Andrew claims that he is his familiar or servant or Brad Renfro. Um, Or Mrs. Renfro's. Or Mrs. Renfro's salsa. Um. (laughs) Or Mel
2: Renfro, uh, Hall of Fame cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys for 14 years. Right.
0: Right. Or, uh, or his minion, maybe, even. Um, Andrew does a little self-critiquing and uh, resolves to speak slower because he had to listen to the show. And that resolution lasted about until the next segment. Um, he said he realizes he says exactly too much and speaks too quickly. Um, and Luke countered that as long as Andrew will go to great lengths to photograph his passport, he will always have a job on TBTL. Um they move on to talking about people dying in 2016. Uh this is a contentious subject. Um we all know lots of people died in 2016, but the endless beating of that dead horse is getting a little tiresome. Is that the consensus here?
2: Well, I have an opinion on this and I I think maybe there's there more like super famous people died this year than usual, but I it seems like there are more famous people than there used to be because there's so much more media consumption going on. I don't know.
0: It it seems statistically unlikely that well, more famous people I was die in any year about than this. In the other year. I was curious so I, I kinda of looked it up and BBC wrote an article about this and it's an imperfect measure, but they took the number of um, pre prepared obituaries that they ran Um, Which Mm. is not a great measure because, you know, other people died where they didn't have an obituary, et cetera. But this is still a measure that they had numbers on from 2012 to now. And it actually has increased quite a bit. So 2012, it was 16. And 2016, Mm. it was 49. Um, And they they also explained Mm. that it seems like there were more because they were all clustered. So between January and March, there were 24 deaths. And then uh, in the winter, fall and winter, there were 25. Hmm. That's a real good news, bad
2: news scenario. I think it's like um, your good news is you're you're getting famous enough to where they're going to write an obituary for you and have it ready. Bad news is they think that you're getting a little <laughs> close enough to death Long to where the they're going to write an obituary for you. Yeah, yeah. I would. I don't think I'd want to know at the point where uh, some newspaper just start. You know what? I saw a picture of that dude. I think we ought to, you know, get ready for that moment, Uh, that guy.
1: I had a little Twitter exchange with Andrew on Christmas Day, so let me do a very TBTL thing and read my funny tweet. Uh, (laughs) Andrew tweeted on Christmas Day, I wish someone would tweet their feelings about 2016. I mean, has it been good? Has it been bad? Don't leave me hanging, guys. And I just wrote back. I was wondering how we're going to break it to everyone that celebs are going to up and die in 2017 too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
1: It's not like all of those boomers who did a shitload of drugs are all coming of age. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. It's not going to stop. No. Yeah. It might it's taper not, off for a little bit, but we're going to get yeah. wave after wave of people. We're sad to see die. That's kind of life. Yep. Well, I'm
2: glad. I'm glad you did the research, Meredith. Because yeah, it feels like it, and yeah probably so. but um the measurement of a year just seems arbitrary because it's like we we imposed the calendar I mean it's you know it, it's not I don't know. I don't. I'm not as worked up as Andrew about it, but but yeah, it's the, the all the 2016, like 2017 is going to solve all our problems. You know, yeah. it, it's not. It's just
0: that was yesterday, and this is today. Nothing's different. Exactly. Yeah. So, top story for the day is the most recent tragic death of Carrie Fisher. Um, they start to talk a little bit about her career um, as a script doctor and doing postcards from the edge, her one-woman show. Um, I didn't know much about her other than the star Wars, So this was kind of an interesting discussion to me. And Luke talked about her role as a woman in film in the seventies and being a positive role model, um, kind of playing a different kind of woman than, than is often seen in movies. And especially in when Harry met Sally, um, kind of how she was a give no fucks, admirable woman in these, in these movies. um, I'm sad that she's not going to be in any more uh, catastrophe.
2: She was just the best, awful. Oh, I know. Uh, Rob Delaney's mom that she could possibly be. She was the she was perfect just person for that. Just awful and fantastic.
0: Yes. Um,. Andrew talks about how he wants to learn more about the next famous person who's going to die before they die and essentially calls out Willie Nelson. Uh, (laughs) He's he's up next. Like
2: like he's the newspaper editor who just saw a picture (laughs) of Willie Nelson, you know, at some award show. It's like, oh, he's not
0: looking good.
2: (laughs) Better start doing my research on Willie so I can be the world's leading Willie authority when he passes. (laughs)
0: And then they talk a little bit more about artists we don't appreciate enough until they're gone, including the author of Confederacy of Dunces, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah. So, It's fantastic. It's, it's such a great book.
2: I've read it many times. I came to it late. Uh, my, my first wife, um, this was her favorite book, and I just grabbed it off her shelf after I met her and read it, and I've read it several times since. And it's a masterpiece of a book. I'll put it and on my list. Sad, I'm, sad story.
0: I'm starting on I, realizing I have some major um, gaps in my cultural knowledge, and so I'm trying to work on that right now. I'm reading Dune for the first time right now, actually. Mm-hmm. So That's pretty good, too. Maybe I'll do Confeder- Confederacy of Dunces next.
1: I also haven't read it, so I'll put it on my list for 2017. Um, I was just thinking, you know, Candace Bergen's still alive. Do you think she could just pick up all the roles that Carrie Fisher would have had? Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing more well, of her.
2: I don't know. Have you seen a picture of her lately?
1: Mm. No. Are you saying we should get to know Candace Berkett's work
0: better? Get to know her. Rapper in bubble wrap. <laughs> Murphy Brown. That's right. Box set. Oh. <laughs> Moving on to what is apparently the top story of the whole week is Alexa slash Dots story. Um, Luke is obsessed with his Sonos system. Um, and learned that there's going to be a collaboration between Sonos and Alexa. I'm sorry, the echo. And he's desperately trying to get into the private beta test because, uh, he thinks he's famous enough for this. And I, I, you know, Andrew said he should just let him know he's verified on Twitter. No, I know. That was a and great, let him right in. In. <laughs> great dig. Yes. Yep. And this is another thing that Luke thinks is going to turn his life into a commercial. Um, He'll be he'll be cooking in the kitchen, something he admitted he doesn't do. Uh, his hands will be covered in something, and he'll be able to ask his, his yearly blue, blue apron. Uh, <laughs> yes, meal. And he'll be able to ask his his echo how much salt to put in his cookie dough, um, and that will make his life complete. Uh, uh, I you know whatever this isn't going to happen. <laughs> He needs to let go of these things. I think it's a little—it's getting a little crazy. This is where they start talking about the commercials, f- either flouting or flaunting something. That's where the title of this episode comes from. Meredith, do you have?
2: Do you have? you you guys are duffs into that tech stuff.
0: We have a SONO system, but it? we don't have a an echo. Um, it doesn't. From everything I've heard about it, it doesn't sound all that different from Siri. <laughs> I, and, yeah. and you can do that with, with Siri.
2: And uh, Oh, Siri makes me so mad. I don't want another Siri in my house.
0: Well, and that, that's probably exactly what it would be. I can't imagine the technology is all that different. Um, I have to pick right. up my phone. You're
2: just annoying sure everyone not... in the house instead of just, just yourself. You. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, well, and so what, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because Duff recently replaced uh, half the light bulbs in our house with connected light bulbs that are attached to the Wi-Fi. And so what you can do is say... Uh, if I say it, will probably happen. You can say, Hey Siri, turn the living room lights off. Oh, there we go. Okay, the lights <laughs> are off. So Duff's in there. He's probably mad. Hey Siri, turn the lights back on. Sorry, Meredith. I'm not familiar with Madden back. See? And
2: yep. <laughs> See how frustrating that is? <laughs> yep. It gets the command you don't want it to get and then doesn't get the one you do want it to get.
0: Well, and Duff was getting irritated with. Um, uh, using her for texting um he was he, w- he actually was cooking and had his hands covered in chicken and couldn't uh answer my text so he had siri call me and i said you know you can just have siri write me a text and he said well i can't the cadence doesn't work i can't just say hey siri send meredith a text and then siri goes what would you like to text her <laughs> it's Like, so it works you know <laughs> half of the time exactly how you want and then the other time it's an absolute failure And I don't know why I let it
2: get to me so much, but I get hot really fast. I guess (laughs) I have so much bad experience that as soon as things start to go sideways, I'm immediately like 100% mad.
0: Well, and you use the the voice to text thing a lot, don't you? Yeah. Does that cause you irritation? Do you use Siri for that or is that you just hit the little microphone button?
2: No. Yeah, I just hit the microphone.
0: I do not use Siri. So you bypass her. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, I I don't really want... Another device that listens to our conversations all the time. Um, yeah. The Siri thing is creepy enough, and Duff and we have a TV that has a, a, a camera, and he turned that off. He disabled it because um, it kind of creeped him out. So, can you get we'll a device that roll that rolls its eyes at Duff so you don't have to do it as often? <laughs> I could probably have Siri record something that says like, "Oh, let, yeah, let's have another dinner party. I can't wait." <laughs> but just <of> sarcastic. <laughs>
1: Uh, so my aunt and uncle have one of these dots and we had christmas at their house and it was brand new so they were still playing with it and i found that 90% of the things that people wanted to do with it were ask it questions were it new sarcastic sassy answers right mm-hmm. and you can look up these lists online of because people are compiling them now all the funny things to ask alexa and and so that was it there was just a real high novelty factor um now, we just got a Sonos speaker for Christmas. And by we, I mean Sam got it from the doctor that she works with. And I set it up in the living room. And if I could yell at Alexa to put something on the Sonos, that would be great. Although the iPhone app's really easy for it.
0: Yeah. We've um, got a Sonos system too on both of the TVs and in the dining room. And it's great. Um, but I have no issue just going to the app <laughs> and, and telling it to play something. Right.
1: And the problem with the dot was you would ask it to play a song. But if it didn't have rights to the whole song, it would play, like, the one-minute clip from being able to buy it in uh, Amazon. Oh, boy. So you would hear one minute of that song you wanted, and then it would just stop. So, you know, I, I don't think the value there to add something besides my iPhone. As fun as it would be to just bark orders at an AI all day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, they talk a little bit about how the police in Arkansas confiscated an echo for n- virtually no reason, but to try and see if there were recordings from the night of a murder. Do we know how that turned out? I do not. I mean, <clears throat> I remember them talking about the story, but I don't, I
2: never remember if they resolved what yeah, happened there.
0: I don't either. Uh, Luke talked a little bit about Siri, um, saying that he established a relationship with her, but then she started to kind of intermittently ghost on him which yeah that's been my experience too i'll go on a that's jag how you break up with someone that's yeah. the, that's a, the cowardly
2: way i used to break up with ladies she- is just <laughs> stop responding to their phone calls so
0: siri doesn't want to have anything to do with him um, <laughs> right oh yeah and andrew got a drone for christmas from veebs he just mentions that very briefly um but i can't wait to hear what he does with that
2: he lives in the city what the hell is he gonna do is he gonna dr- drive out somewhere and use it or are you allowed to use them in seattle i don't think there's really the rules
0: about it quite yet
2: yeah i think there. i think the only if they don't make any rules i think people should be able to knock them out of the sky
0: yeah you know like <laughs> the BB if you guy? got a
2: drone in my neighborhood and it's pissing me off i'm if it's possible i'm gonna knock it down
1: well it's texas so i just assumed that they would be used for like clay pigeons
2: yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the only reason I'd want a gun. Just a shotgun. to take drones out of this sky. Yes. White people hobbies bother me.
1: <laughs> Wait, they what, Mike? They bother me. Thank you.
2: You're welcome.
0: All right. Voicemail from a man who sounds a little bit drunk, um, loves Andrew and Phyllis together. And they wonder if he's the same guy who sent the email about the itching and the burning years ago. <laughs> Really sounds the this same, guy doesn't is a it? Character, yeah. yeah. I need to know
2: who he is. He's like a character from a seventies um, like uh, game show, you know, like Match Game or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a Charles <laughs> Nelson Reilly type, just straight up weirdo. And I don't he's think
0: We haven't heard anyway if he's gotten back in touch with Andrew to reveal who he is. But I really want to know. Is it a bit? I don't know. It's pretty. I don't know. I don't know. It seems
2: sincere, but it's just so extreme that, I don't know. It's very consistent if
0: if he's the one who sent that same voicemail years and years ago because the cadence and the voice are all so similar. So if it's a bit, Mm -hmm. it's a a good one.
1: Well, clearly memorable enough to call it back years later.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Half the time, the guys can't remember what they talked about yesterday on the show.
2: Right. Well, if it hadn't been turned into a drop, I don't think anybody would have remembered it. Yeah. You know, because it was too long ago. But the drop, you know, probably played a month ago, and then this thing, and you're like, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> Is that the same guy? Uh, they talk a little bit about how they don't listen to the show when they're not on it. Um and like ta- Mike McCauley. <laughs> Andrew talks about filling in on the Brock and Salk show. And about how Luke tried to insert himself into one of his Cairo shows that he was filling in on. And then they <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> he really has this hot take on Richard Sherman. <laughs> I could I could make it on the show. So they, they do talk about it, uh, how they miss the show when they're not there. I think that was the point of that conversation. They, they, they think of things and mentally catalog that they want to talk about them with each other, which is sweet, even though they enjoy their breaks. Um, and then talk a little bit about Paul Simon's song, Heart and Bones, which was about Carrie Fisher, which I did not know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think I think it's great when people talk about, like, <clears throat> uh, the, you're so vain, who's that song about, you know, and all that. But th- when it calls for uh, them to play a Paul Simon song, I think that's stepping over the line. <laughs> Nobody
0: needs to hear me. Oh, uh, I've heard so Paul much Paul. Simon's My name. mom loves Paul Simon, which I think everybody's mom does. So, I've heard <laughs> hours and hours. It was Yeah,
2: it was federally mandated.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <sighs> All right, it sounds like we're ready for Thursday, 2283. Sure. Are you a member of our Saint Lunatics Club? Uh, Andrew's telling us more about uh his and Viv's trip to Atlanta, uh and when they got there, the e rental, excuse me, the easy rental counter uh, at uh, the airport in Atlanta did not have a car for them. In fact, they waited in line, in a line that wasn't moving for an hour until they got barked at by a rental car representative saying, we don't have cars for you. Uh, and this led to an extended Uber conversation, including talk of Uber ratings. Andrew is uh, dismayed that his Uber rating is a 4.88. He's wondering why it's not a perfect five. Uh, and we, a few minutes later, find out that Luke's is a 4.84, but he's pretty sure that's because of the time he and Paula Poundstone shit on Donald Trump at the back of an Uber in Chicago, and then found out that their driver was a Trump supporter who was not impressed with their behavior. Uh, now,
0: I'm horrified because I went and checked. Mine is 4.77.
1: What did you do?
0: I don't know. I've never thrown up in an Uber. I've never been rude. I've never had a political discussion. I've never, like, I even tip them sometimes. I I don't know. I don't know what I did.
1: Now, Mike, you're not going to check because you said you're afraid of the truth.
2: Well, yeah, I've only taken two Uber rides. I've given a lot of Uber rides, and I have an excellent rating, but... um, I have, but I, I've only taken two rides, and if if they both didn't give me a five, that could be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. I'd
1: give a yeah. two point five. Well, I feel like this is like um, award season in baseball. You haven't had enough at bats for your average to mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a two point five or whatever, you've only had two Uber rides. That's like when some right. guy who just got called up is batting a thousand because he got a hit in his first at plate.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think famously uh, a Chicago Cub player named Tuffy Rhodes, I think he hit two home runs in his first game ever, you know, so he was on pace for like a 50 million home run career (laughs) and they ended up being Tuffy Rhodes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, So I, yeah, my 4.88, I think I understand. I can think of two very specific times, both indirectly TPTL related actually. Uh, In Chicago, when I went out a couple of years ago and uh, the Macaulay's, among others, showed me a good time at Alice's and other places, um, the Uber driver that came to take me back to my hotel from Alice's uh, karaoke bar, best karaoke in Chicago, maybe in the world, um, uh, he got very confused and I was not sober enough and or familiar enough with the terrain to explain to him the best way to get back to my hotel. I gave him the address. That should have been enough. And so there was some circling around and some some shared frustration between us. And so I think neither of us really got a great ride out of that. Uh, and then also another time I was in Seattle. Um, and I believe uh, uh, dates with Kate and I had <laughs> dinner and drinks uh, and then took an Uber and were. Very loud and obnoxious in the back of the Uber <laughs> the whole way back. And I only remember it because when we were done with the ride, I remember just apologizing to the driver for <sighs> our behavior.
0: <laughs> there was one time I can think of when I was in Miami and I called an Uber and he called me to see exactly where I would be waiting. And he didn't speak any English. He spoke Spanish. I was in Miami and I didn't speak Spanish enough to help. So I had to actually cancel that ride because he couldn't find me.
2: hmm um, let me give some advice to everyone about Uber. <clears throat> Don't take Uber. Uh, take Lyft. It's a better company in every way. Uh, my experience, I uh, was when I was signing up to be a rideshare driver. Um, they're they're not in Austin anymore either. of These companies. So I knew I was going to be working mostly in San Marcos, which is a, a college town about thirty miles south of Austin and I knew I would need to be working for both companies to get enough rides to make any real money. So I, on the same day, I went to sign up for these companies and, uh, I filled out all the stuff for Uber, took all the pictures of, um, my car and my insurance and my license and, um, sent all that to Uber. And it was about two weeks before they got back to me and said, you're, you're good to go and uh, and that's all that they required was just the it was all electronic uh, same day I'm signing up for lyft I, I'm, I'm taking all the pictures I'm doing pretty much all the same stuff I'm doing for uber and then I get uh, I get an email from them and they want me to meet one of their people they they you know they have like um, managers or screeners or whatever and so I I drove out to Meet this guy, and um, he looked at my car, and um, we drove around for a bit, and and he took me through the app, and he took my picture, and there, there was a lot more involved with it. And at least to drive for Lyft, I had to pretend I could act like a human for 30 minutes <laughs> or 45 minutes that I wasn't, you know, I, I could at least pretend I wasn't a serial killer and he, he could get, he could get a a, lo- a real look at my car, not just a picture online. Um, some of these Uber cars are disasters uh, because nobody's actually taking a real look at them. And I, I, I've gotten a lot of stories from, from people about Uber rides that they turn away because the car is in terrible shape. They don't want to, they don't want to put their baby in there. You know, mm-hmm. um, so delete Uber from your phone, add Lyft, take Lyft. You're, you're going to have a better experience. A lot of people drive for both, but I can tell you that anybody can drive for Uber. You at least have to pretend you can be human <laughs> to drive for Lyft.
1: Mike, do you have a referral code we should put in the notes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will take a look. I will take a look and see if uh, I can I know get, you're not, get people there. You're not actively doing that these days, but, you know. If we can still get you a little bread from uh, bouncing people over to Lyft. I used your referral code going over to Lyft because I had always used Uber just because it was the first one I put on my phone. And Mm -hmm. I'm very lazy and it's the one I had and it always worked. Mm -hmm. you know. When I started using Uber, I always got a black car in Boston at UberX prices. And so I was excited. But it's gone so far downhill here. So uh, Lyft has been pretty good to me. Um, Good. Glad to hear it. A couple other notes before we get off Atlanta talk. Um, well, actually, before we get off Uber talk, Andrew tells a really similar shit story of a standoff with a an Uber driver from the Cleveland airport who didn't want to cancel the ride because he would take a hit, but wanted Andrew to cancel the ride. And Andrew didn't want to take the hit. And the guy starts screaming at Andrew about just wanting him to do him a favor.
2: Yeah, it's a dirtbag move. I mean, um, it was it's more or less a cab driver move. Trying to find out what the destination is beforehand, yeah. so that you you know, you, well, this one's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking for an airport run or whatever. It's a dirtbag move, and guys do it and don't. I mean, Andrew did the right thing, standing up to the guy. But uh, man, that's a that's a brutal story. Andrew
1: has some anger issues
2: himself. We know this. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's a real. Rust Belt standoff. You got two angry Ohioans. Right. <laughs> um, back to rental car talk for a second. Uh, in the rental car line, I really enjoyed that there was some yelling back and forth between the rental car guy and Genevieve just yelled, well, you're getting the Yelp review of a lifetime.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yell that. I'm going to yell that at the cat next time she's scratching the <laughs> sofa. It's just about the same result.
1: hmm uh, we finally get the Seinfeld drop about reservations and rental cars that I was waiting for from the beginning of this conversation. Yeah, sure. do, uh, And I liked the rabbit hole about hip-hop named rental car services in Atlanta because it started with e z e e Rentals followed by Nelly and Fetty Wap. And then the guys in unison making the same it's a trap queen joke. Uh, they really are very similar sometimes.
2: Yeah. If you're in Atlanta, well, why aren't you using OutKast rental car?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Mike, you know I'm no stranger to getting the cheapest possible rental car. Uh, as I've gotten Fox, that comes with the free screwdriver.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Fox, Fox at the at SeaTac. They take you to some ramshackle offsite. Uh, Place yeah. <laughs> and the cars are dirt cheap. I will give you that. And and my experience is they usually do have the cars.
1: The, so. the problem is it's just the economy lot, and they're looking for one that's unlocked while you wait.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, the top story uh, is that Vesta uh, Volovic died, uh, who is not a big name to anyone except Luke, because he remembers from the Guinness Book of World Records of his youth that she was the only survivor of a plane crash and therefore holds the record for the person who survived a free fall from the highest height. Uh, And that resonated with him when she's, when he saw that Uh, we also get a conversation about how the serial product 19 is dying. And just an aside from me personally, my imagination just jumped into a scene of executives at total uh, celebrating around a conference room table with, with cake and party hats.
2: (laughs) Don't you have to celebrate in the bathroom and adjoining stalls while you're blowing out your colon if that's-
1: <laughs> uh good poll uh because colon blow is one of my favorite s n l fake commercials yeah ever me too. uh is the super golden crisp bear black is a question nobody's ever asked before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we get emails uh, starting with listener Carl, who chastises Luke and Andrew for blowing up Amazon Echoes everywhere with their conversation on Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, didn't hurt me, so I guess I didn't care. But
2: well, it wasn't. It wasn't like they they were saying, you know, uh, Alexa. You know, turn on all the burners on the stove you know, while, while, while he was away from home or something, you know? Nobody was hurt too bad. His tone was bad, and I'm glad they made fun of him.
1: Yes. uh, Yeah, they really house your podcasted him. Yeah, they really do. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that they started referring to Alexa as a clapper.
2: More or less at this point. Somewhere in this house, clapper.
1: I have a clapper that I got at Goodwill for like $5, and... I've always meant to put it on a lamp just to mess with Sam. But um, I was worried about watching live events because what happens when there's applause? <laughs> <laughs> just... or, or you're watching a
2: game and you're excited and then all of a sudden the lights are going on. A...
1: Yeah. Uh, they have a, uh, an unnecessary deep dive on the Xfinity remotes and the Home Alone commercial because somebody writes in thinking that the quote is from Home Alone 2, not Home Alone. Um, that took far too long. And then we get a voicemail. Uh, uh, of a sharp shot by the Stubot.
2: They got to lay off the Home Alone stuff. Um, yeah, what is it? I, for one? one, have had enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, that commercial has given both of Andrew's podcasts so much mileage.
0: It's uh, not that deep de- a well, though. No. It's really not. There's <laughs> nothing there. It's
2: not even deep enough for a shark to...
1: You that. as a as a child you would have been comfortable swimming in that well?
2: I would have been fine. I wouldn't have been fearful at all. Uh all right. Mike? 2284. You're listening to Fresh Ears. I'm Doug Davies. <laughs> Pretty great. Um to bridge <laughs> to bridge into this show, what happened between Thursday and Friday show? Chris Hayes said on his show that his favorite podcast was uh, TVTL, because he speaks very quickly, <laughs> which he uh, corrected on Twitter and tweeted that TBTL was his favorite podcast, and there was a long, hilarious thread uh, between uh, famous and semi-famous, checkmarked and uncheckmarked people, Dan Savage, Barb, everyone was in there mixing it up, Peter Sagel, <laughs> you know, uh, Dave and Stanwood, you know, just a great mishmash, a great, a great moment in TVTL Twitter history for sure. And of course, as whenever there's, there's a chance to really break through and put out, put your best foot forward because you know all these new people are going to be listening. Of course, you're hosting over the phone in the back seat of a car.
1: I think it's every time that happens. Every time that Uh, that Luke is on, because he's always like on a big show. You know, he has a breakout week on Wait Wait or something, and then he's traveling back.
2: Yeah, happens Mm -hmm. every time. So here's what I was telling Emily: what I think he needs to do, he needs to have like a queue of the best shows. This is just the best standalone shows in show history, queued up. For just this situation, and just take the next day off, take it off, yeah, and play and play something you're really confident in, and and then get back to doing it from the backseat of the car the next day. Once you got him hooked, you know, let's set that hook. Come on, guys. Well,
1: it used to be if you went into iTunes back when Jen was in charge of things, you would get the last fifteen episodes or so, and then there would be five to ten TVTL best ofs just mm-hmm. sitting at that point in the feed. And so I remember when I was new to TBTL, I definitely fell back to some of those just because I was like, Oh, here are some extra options to listen to now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, we can't even figure out how to get the names of the episodes in the feed. So my guess is that having some best ofs auto load is probably not likely. Well, I think as fans of the show, I mean, we, we always
2: want a new show or whatever. And I've, I was looking forward to hearing about their trip to Atlanta and the game and all that. But for the sake of getting new listeners in the door, I would say, okay, I'll hear about the rest of it on Monday. I want all these new Chris Hayes people to get a high-quality product. I mean, Friday's show was fine from a content standpoint for those of us you know, that are really into the show because we'll forgive that audio. But if it's your first time listening to a podcast, I think you would prefer it not to be hosted over the phone. Um, yeah. Which it sounded like they tried to avoid. Like Andrew said, you'll find out before before I do uh, whether the, it, Luke's recording worked. And I guess it didn't work. So yeah. ended up with just the phone recording. So he's on the way uh, to the Peach Bowl. They're somewhere in the U District uh, picking up David, who is bedecked in UW gear. Um, and they're in a uh, loner car. And Luke shushed um, Carrie and Sam. And I think uh, th- this leads to a discussion of no one liking being shushed. And that's very true. Yeah. I mean, when 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 I get shushed, especially by someone I know, you know, if I get shushed by a stranger, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> if I get, if I get <laughs> shushed by someone I know, I'm like, I'm a failure as a human, you know.
1: You should see these. So when I used to be a train commuter on the the MBTA uh, commuter rail going into Boston there's a quiet car of course like all good trains have and instead of constant shushing they started printing these little business cards that say you're sitting in the quiet car oh. but there's a picture of a guy shushing on the card i have
0: <laughs> one right here on my desk
1: i'll take a picture of it it's 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 insulting when you see it and imagine somebody basically handing this to you if you won't shut up It's a nonverbal fuck you.
0: Yeah. At least it's
2: quiet. Yeah, that's true. So uh, Andrew's idea was to say – what's it Andrew's idea? To say stand by Mm -hmm. to make everyone feel like they're a part of the
1: process. production. I think that was (laughs) a pretty
2: good idea. Yeah, they're part of the production. Uh, And they play the – he tells a story about how they played the Coffee Lover" song in line at the Starbucks and thinking that that was going to somehow connect them with the barista and they were going to, you know, that song is not okay to play to anyone. No, I don't know why they think it's okay to play that song ever. Even in private, that is the worst. Please stop (laughs) playing the coffee level
1: song. Uh, I, I I hate drive-thrus, but I still go through them because I hate, being not lazy even more than I hate drive throughs uh, But I always turn down or pause everything I'm listening to because I want to give the person on the other side of the window, the respect of yes, you know, yeah. they're helping me. I want to make sure that we understand one another. Clearly. The right. last thing I'm going to do is blast, especially through the squawk box. If you're talking into a microphone first, like that's shit's hard enough without distractions. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: Yeah, you're right. On its on its face it's bad, and then the Coffee Love song just kicks it into extra horrible territory for me. I I hate music and and I hate this song more than I hate all other music. So it's a lot of hate. Yeah. Um there's a lot of off mic uh and relay information yeah. going on because um yeah, just I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I and I and I love it whenever uh, Carrie and Luke's family are involved in the show. But the whole time, I am thinking, Chris Hayes viewers, Chris Hayes viewers, Chris yeah. Hayes viewers. You know,
0: Miss Collins minions. Yeah, Mrs. minions, <laughs>
2: Chris Hayes. This could have been such a huge week. What is yeah. it? Uh,
1: they're inners, Chris Hayes uh, fans, because mm-hmm. it's all in now. Because they used to be uh, uppers, and now they're yeah. inners. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Yeah. there were a lot more uppers than there were downers. I was pretty (laughs) offended by that.
1: So this whole week has just been about alienating minions and inners.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope the numbers are good, though, because I hope people fought through that that audio. Um,
1: This could be like the guy on a dating app who just sends you... A really vulgar, grotesque pickup line, though, because if he sends it to ten thousand people and it works on one chick, he's found the chick who's going to put up with him. Well, and so that's what tens are.
0: I mean, right, we put up with this. Off.
1: This this shows immediately a litmus test for whether or not you can put up with TBTL. Yes. If you that's stay through point. Friday's show, you're a ten for life.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke talks about uh, the flight that he's going to be on. That um, ten. Uh, Scotty Houghton, I think is how you pronounce his name, and uh, famous famous Seattle uh sports journalist Danny O'Neill is gonna be on his flight. I'm sure there were a lot of a lot more recognizable Seattle people on that flight. And his I look forward to hearing about that flight because when my brother and I flew on the first charter to the Detroit Super Bowl, we were the first charter to get in on Friday morning. Uh and our flight left at about 7:38 o'clock in the morning and we drank the plane dry by like 9:30 or something. <laughs> Everyone was just hammered. <clears throat> so we 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 get off the plane in Detroit. It's like I don't know. There it's snowing and it's just dreary out, and, but the there's press everywhere. And so we saw ourselves on the news that night just hammered out of our <laughs> minds walking <laughs> off the plane. And fortunately, we didn't get interviewed, but a lot of the people that we were on the plane with got Interviewed So I hope that flight to Atlanta was as fun as our flight to Detroit was because that was a highlight for us, and we also lost that game as the Huskies lost in Atlanta. So um, I, I hope he has some, some good fun and good stories about that party plane. Did either one of you ever been on a party plane, like one going to Vegas, you know, where everyone's just into it? No. No,
0: not that cool. Yeah. The closest I've ever pretty, come is like a chartered bus to Cedar Point with my other seventh grade classmates. <laughs> How drunk were you? <laughs> so drunk. Not not drunk <laughs> enough,
1: I think was the answer.
2: Uh, the top story, of course, was the Chris Hayes shout out. I love it when the top story is something about TVTO.
1: <laughs> hey, holiday news is it's a slow week for real news.
2: That's true. So That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah, nobody had the nobody had the um wherewithal to die for them to right. have, have as a top story on Friday. Right. Uh Uh my note says this shows the genius of Fresh Air. I have I I have no Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, uh what Bobby and, and I have a long-running joke about Fresh Air like 2017 is the greatest fresh air year in their history because there's nothing fresh air likes better than for a celebrity who they, whom they've done multiple interviews with to die because (laughs) by, by Thursday afternoon chairs are spinning (laughs) because they've, they've put the tape together and they are gone. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine like Terry Gross worked about 10 days this year. Yeah. Right. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Uh, it's been
2: all Doug Davies. <laughs>
1: yeah, when, did it switch from Dave to Doug just because they didn't want a name, like for for Google reasons? They didn't want to you said name they Chuck didn't
0: Dave? want a real person's name in the title. Right. Yeah,
2: right. So, and plus, you use fresh ears. You know, then right. you got to have a, a
0: slightly a, off a, an alternate
2: post. universe.
1: Right. Uh, Dave Davies' evil twin brother, Doug Davies, <laughs> just got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> one has glasses, one doesn't. Like the Sklar brothers. Yeah. Um, Luke played the clip of the TBTL mention, and that clip uh, I listened to a few times because Lynn Lynn pulled it and had put it up somewhere before they even had it on TBTL. That clip makes me nervous. Those those liberals they talk so fast. <laughs> I think that's why liberals are having such a hard time these days. It's like. Dummies like me, we can't keep up, so we just go. I guess I'll just vote for Trump then. These stu- <laughs> liberals, I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. wonder they thought it was. Everyone thought it was TVTL.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So let's hope for a big haze bump and that they they power through. Um, there's a voicemail uh, from Kayla. Roll tide, Kayla. They did roll. So congratulations on that. Nick in Orlando calls in with his Chewbacca and pretty damn good. Yeah. So, well, everything about Nick, he's, I, he's, he's, he's handsome. He's successful. Yeah. He has a better Chewbacca. Blah, blah, you know. blah, blah. Everyone's uh, I don't want <laughs> to blow
1: Nick. up Nick's professional spot, yeah. but he sort of has an inside track on the, on the Star Wars ownership now, doesn't he?
2: True, but that doesn't mean you know. Well, I know, do but you...
1: I mean, uh, you know, th- there's an affiliation there. He he might. It, it behooves him to be good at a Chewbacca impression now.
2: That's it's how pro- he greets the guests,
1: right? It's probably good from a professional <laughs> development standpoint for him to have that in his bag of tricks.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> how many keys do you want? <clears throat>
1: <laughs> well, so we were just just this morning, I think, or last night, we saw a commercial for said resort. And uh there's a scene where a bunch of stormtroopers come marching through and Sam looked at me and said, that would be scary if I was a kid. The stormtroopers are bad. And I said, yeah, but they paid a lot for that. They they're going to use it every way they could use it. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why do the stormtroopers wear that armor when it doesn't stop anything ever? I don't. Why not just not wear armor at all and just be that much faster? Cuz whenever you get shot you're going to die anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that plastic's not stopping lasers. It
2: doesn't stop anything. <laughs> and it slows you down. You're all awkward with it. Just, you know, get down to like a pair of crime fighters and and just, you know, Go wave some it. pistols around. Just like, you know, the guy who's had bath salts. <laughs> anyway.
1: It is Florida, after all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: Put on that all that stuff oh, and it doesn't so do hot. anything for you? <laughs> Screw that. Uh, Andrew plugs a SoundCloud mixtape album of bad musician interviews and hip hop <laughs> he, he's deep in the weeds in this in this latest endeavor <laughs> uh has this been posted anywhere that you all know of uh
1: I've, i i know. meant to go look and i didn't so i'm going to look now uh i'll totally download it and give it a play uh let's see here uh he's he- good at that kind of stuff so i'm sure it's i'm sure it's well done yeah
2: it's very um, high concept. Though. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'm looking at his SoundCloud page and I don't see it. So playlists, maybe. I don't know. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, he might not want to put it on official TBTL channels, but I have no problem blowing up his SoundCloud spot uh, <laughs> on our show. So.
2: All right. Music for your weekend. Luke's selection meant a lot to me. I, I really like that song. Um, if I ever, uh, had a, a sports show, a podcast, radio show, whatever, I would strongly consider the underdog as a theme for that show. I love oh, that the spoon song? song? Um,
0: yeah. 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 It's it a great. Twitter Spoon's- favorite. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, it's, it's a good song and it also fits the Huskies quest. They were on their way to Atlanta as a 14, at least a 14 point underdog to Alabama and they, did not cover so <clears throat> that sucks but uh andrews song someone called tink wet dollars is the name of the of the song and it reminded me of a story that my good friend matt told about his uh uncle tony who would um give out wet dollars at christmas and the reason that the wet do- the dollars were wet is because <laughs> Uncle Tony got so drunk <laughs> that he peed his pants and was giving the kids dollars out mm. of his pants that were wet. Mm. So there there you go. That's the <laughs> podcast I used to work on,
1: Takedown Podcast. It's a that's a great story and a great episode. <laughs> it
2: is fantastic. Um uh, I listener Robin DJ Earworm Mashup. That's all I wrote on that. I don't even what is that? I don't even know what that is.
1: It's a. It was a mashup of all of the major hits of 2016, right? In a, right. In a screaming testimony of how similar all pop music is these days.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know any of the the songs, you wouldn't get any of the references. It did nothing for me.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if there were if there were uh, trumpets. If they claim to have trumpets and there were no trumpets, I think that, that mashup is just going to make Anne as mad as she can be.
1: <laughs> don't listen, Anne. Uh I found Andrew's mixtape, by the way. It's a different SoundCloud account of his, so I will put the link in the show notes.
0: Is this the Chopped cool. and Screwed compilation? <laughs> I don't
1: know yet. I'll let you know. I think it is. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm sure it slow-ish.
0: must be. Yes. It's rip-titty,
1: called rip-titty, Slowish <laughs> Mixtape 122906. <12-2906. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or 16, rather. Uh, and with that, uh, I'll take us through some housekeeping. Uh, our archive project, uh, including uh, questions for Mike, is still ongoing. We are three episodes deep into our five-episode series. And, Mike, I have to say to you directly, the last one was my favorite so far. Uh, not that the other guests haven't been great, but Rick was spectacular.
2: Yeah, Rick is a um, he's a great dude. A, a real, a, like, broadcast professional from way back um before i got back in touch with him i remember flipping on the tv uh sometime between the time i got out of prison and i got back in touch with him and there he was he was hosting extra and i was like oh dude hosts extra he hosted it for like three (laughs) or four years or whatever he's an interesting guy in that uh he doesn't really need to work like his family is like super rich but he's always worked and he's always done really interesting things like stuff that he really wanted to do. Um, and uh, a guy, a guy who's never had to work, who's always had money, uh, who's not in any way an asshole, which is pretty
1: rare. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's like if, uh, if Jay Moore wasn't so fucking annoying, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah really intelligent guy Yeah. yeah but uh but he's better looking than jay Moore.
1: yeah uh on to earbuds and earworms our sister podcast they just put out an episode celebrating the new year by uh playing music from people who died in 2016 so they had quite a big uh list to work from i haven't listened yet um i'm gonna save it for later so i can cry in private uh Nerd Out Loud hasn't posted recently because the kids have been on an epic road trip, uh, but the last episode up in their feed is actually one with me. So if you haven't heard it yet, uh, this is a shameless plug for you to go do that. Um, I'm pretty sure there's no reason you can't still go buy cards and gift tags at PrettySnarky.com. So if you screwed up people's Christmas presents or didn't get them anything, uh, go get note cards to write your apologies in at PrettySnarky.com. Use the promo code BANDWAGON. And as always, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon now, since Christmas is over, to shop for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And with that, Meredith, why don't you tell us how to get involved?
0: If you want to get involved with the show, go to our website, littleredbandwagon.com. You can fill out our form there to be a guest on one of our interview shows to talk about your favorite clip from TBTL. Uh, You can visit us on Facebook, the Sten's page, or ours. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Send us an email at littleredbandwagon at com. Send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And give us an iTunes review if you're feeling so inclined. Five stars. We don't care what you say.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And well, with that... guys, thank you for <laughs> getting
2: up early on uh, New Year's Day. Um, it doesn't sound like any one of us did any significant partying, so... It wasn't too big a chore, but um, I want you guys to know that uh, I appreciate your friendship and Happy New Year to you.
0: Aw, don't cry,
2: Mike. I, well, I cry on the I cry on a dime. Jesus, so. please, not another Mike <laughs>
1: crying episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meredith, you were about to say something.
0: I was. I was going to say, and with that, Bobby, why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Until next time, this is the next party.
2: Uh, Jen, I will tell you that all of the Christmas cards that I've gotten, all except for one, I think are pretty snarky. So we love you, (laughs) obviously.
0: Nailed it. Well, we have a blue Ford Escort for you, Mr. Seinfeld. Would you like insurance?
1: Yeah, you better give me the insurance, because I am going to beat the hell out of this (laughs) one.